We live in a world where 1.8 metres is almost always 1.6 metres, and the roommates are always better looking. We get it. Dating can be difficult. So for now, why not take it easy? Tinder. Swipe right. Hello, mon cheris, and welcome back to Waiting for a Date. It's episode seven. What's in store, you ask? Well, we're going to be tackling a tricky topic, and that's putting yourself out there after a breakup. Stepping back onto the wagon, or getting back on that proverbial horse, if you will. Breakups are a natural part of dating, but no matter how many you go through, they all have a common theme, and that's that they suck. For the most part, at least. The silver lining, though, is that breakups signal a fresh start and a new beginning. And we're coming into spring, so it all feels very serendipitous. In this episode, we're going to try and focus on the positives. I'm going to be chatting to Kira Maguire, the infamous Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise star. She recently broke up with Jared Woodgate. They had a very public relationship on Instagram, and then they had words, a war of words, and now she's come out on the other side and she's got a really positive message about the breakup. I'm also going to chat to Mel, who's one of my colleagues. You've probably heard her if you've been listening to this podcast because I always invite her in. She's an ever-flowing fountain of dating content. She has done a little experiment where she contacted every guy that's ever broken up with her and asked them why. I think we've all thought about doing that in the past, but not many of us have the... um, courage. I don't know if it's courage or if she's just nuts um, to actually do it, but she did it and she's going to be telling us the results. So stay tuned. Let's rip this band-aid off and get stuck in. They say that the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. I've got Dom and Chris in the studio with me. Hi guys. Good morning. Hello. (laughs) Do you agree with that? I definitely agree with it. Mm. It's just forcing yourself to do it. I think there's like different ways to look at it. Like whenever I look at like a breakup, I mean, everyone's so ad hoc and different. I think that like there's a bit of a shell shock period, obviously, after a breakup. And I think, you know, people take it one way or the other. They're like, okay, I'm just going to push through and like, you know, jump into a new relationship. Like I've had heaps of friends like that. Or they're kind of like, you know, they need the time to heal. They need the time to kind of like process what's going on. So I think like... There's not really one good way, right way or wrong way to do it. I think, like, everyone's just so different. And that shell shock period after the breakup is, like, you know, just such a personal experience in how you kind of handle it. It really is. And people, I do agree that people react one of two ways. So I think you can either go full sort of, like, health nut and really focus in on yourself. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like a revenge body after a breakup. (laughs) It's true. This is so true. You're really nailing it. I know you've gone through a recent breakup. Or I find that... This might be like gender stereotyping, but every guy that I've broken up with or dated and it's ended, they go on like a rampage the mm, next a weekend, spree. a spree where they get completely munted mm. for like multiple days yeah. and do regrettable things yeah. and then regret it later. Well, don't guys have this idea, apparently, like guys in relationships, they have this really arrogant theory that if, if it wasn't for the person they were with, they would be, you know, yeah. hooking up all the time. Yeah. So I feel like it's like realising that... You know, they're acting yeah. on that and they realise that that's actually not the Definitely. Not the I also think, like, the way, like, the mark of a good relationship and the way the person reacts after the relationship is such a powerful insight to actually who they are. So, oh, like, definitely. you know, you could be dating someone and you think it's, like, amazing and, like, you've got a perception of this person relationship. And then after the relationship ends, how they, how they act post-breakup is just such a... Ref- 
reflection of who they are. Like, you know, some people are really respectful and, like, you know, give you a space. Like, my recent breakup, you know, there was nothing wrong with the person. It just was, you know, an energetic an energetic thing that, you know, we just weren't meshing. Mm. And, you know, you had almost felt bad to get back on Tinder because, you know, I didn't want him to see that I was on there and, like, um, yeah, using the app. So, yeah, I think it's, like, how you handle the post breakup messiness is such a reflection of who you are as a person. You need to be really respectful of that person. And, totally. Um, yeah. I but then you can also, like, I feel like you're always going to take it personally. Yeah. And a real sign that you're over them is yeah. when you actually don't give a fuck what they do. Yeah. You know, totally. breakup. My ex-boyfriend, we've been together five years, and he got a girlfriend two months yeah. after yeah. we started dating. Yeah. And I found out a couple of months later and was devastated you know but then his reaction in his mind he was like i just needed some distraction i needed something to deal with it and you know i feel like now that it's been a few years i look back on that i'm like you know fair yeah and there's like i mean really end of the day there's not really a great way to break up with anyone like it's always going to be like hurt feelings on either side and um but, you know, I think there has to be some guidelines around not being a complete fuckwit after you break up with someone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, but the thing, you know, with the companionship, finding someone new two months later, I think the thing with relationships is when you break up with someone, it's not just like the sex that you miss mm. or that, you know, being in a relationship thing. It's that you lose like, yeah. the best friend. You lose a really big part of your support yeah. network. Sure. Even the daily yeah. messages. Like you think about how much you meaningly, meaninglessly message a boyfriend or girlfriend, yeah. mm. even though you have like best friends and group chat and stuff, that's the biggest thing for yeah. me. I was like, I've got no one to message mm. my stupid shit now. Yes, yeah. yes. Who am I going to tell? Yeah. That the yeah. breakfast place um, made me pay an extra dollar for yes. my avo toast. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, like, it sounds so cliche, but a breakup is essentially a death, but like the person still walks the fucking earth. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's essentially like, you know, two people come together and they create this life together and they share this, like, joint energy. And, as yeah, the sexual, sexual energy is so important. Like, you know, you're getting sex on tap and then that goes. And then mm. that, that f- physical intimacy has gone. So, like, yeah, I've had a few friends like that who really struggled with, like, not having regular sex. And, yeah. um, you know, they're quite sexual people. And, um, yeah, it's a huge part of your life mm. and a, a huge aspect of your happiness. So it's... It literally does feel like a death. Of course, there's going to be a yeah. gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I um, it's funny that you said like about sex. When I split up with my long-term ex, I was just I was stoked to not have sex anymore. Really? And I think on reflection, it's like, well, obviously we weren't meant to be together. Yeah. You know, but at the time, I didn't think that. That's, but so wait, yeah, was it that he had a higher sex drive than you when you were together? I think it's just like five years together. Yeah. You and I was just tired like eternally right, tired yeah. but again i think back and it's like well i obviously just you know couldn't have been that attracted to him mm. you know on some kind of level but then yeah i was that's that was the only positive about the breakup i was like just <laughs> thrilled to go home at that's night yeah. and go to bed when i wanted and not have to fucking worry about if yeah. i'd have to put out or not yes, like and yes. I, and that's so disturbing yeah. and that's the expectation i had and then I actually didn't hook up with somebody else for eight months oh wow so it's really interesting yeah. that's and for me, it's what you said, like getting back in the game, you know, getting underneath somebody else. That's when I knew mm. I was over it, when I could actually get yeah. under somebody get else. Under Do you know when I thought, I think, is a really good indication of when you're over it? Like, I'm not sure if you guys have felt the same thing, but like, I actually fucking hate sleeping in the same bed as someone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I actually find it super uncomfortable. Mm. Like, I too actually, hot. yeah, it's too hot. Like, I don't know why people like love it so much. Like, I find it really kind of like annoying. You want your own space. And I've seen like a lot of like, 
a few people that I've kind of spoken to recently, there's been this interesting trend where couples are actually not in the same bedroom and actually have two separate bedrooms. Um, so it's a really interesting few insight, like interesting insight that I've seen with a few of my friends. They're like, we love each other, but we love our own space at the same time. So they're actually getting two bedroom apartments and two different rooms. And it's like, the best thing they've ever done in terms of their relationship and stuff like That's that. That's so cool because people yeah. do really, ha- you have different yeah. sleeping patterns. Yeah. Like I'm a 12 hour a night kind of person. Ooh, so mm. if someone woke you up, yeah. I'd oh, be me too. a wreck. Yeah. Yeah. And also I fart a lot in my sleep yeah. and that gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Like that is the sexiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I think Since about actually dating someone new, yeah. oh yeah, I it's the one number one thing that I worry about. I'm not yeah. worried about yeah. them seeing me naked. I'm worried about when we get to bed yeah. together 100%, and it's yeah. like 3 a.m. and I yeah. wake up to myself farting. Or <laughs> if, can I just say my best friend, Steph, she had just like maybe about like a couple of months in with a guy and she was staying over at his place. He told her that she sleepwalks a lot and sleep talks. Yeah. Um, she woke up and he like he told her the next day that she had woken up in the middle of her sleep and grabbed him and said, I need to poo. Yeah. And then got up and pooed. And it's like, yeah. how do you, you know? How do you recover from At least that, that conversation's yeah. done then. Yeah. You can have a lol. Hello. Hey, Kira, how you doing? Good. So talk me through, you're, you're <laughs> single and have you moved to Melbourne? What's the deal? Okay, so I moved to Melbourne back in March while Jared and I were in hiding. Um, oh. So I actually moved in with his family. Wow, well, really? Into, into their family home because they have the winery and then they have the family home. So I moved into, yeah. And now you're staying in Melbourne. Is that because you just like the new city? I think that, I, like, I didn't just move for Jared. I moved because I thought, you know, I've been in Sydney for four years now. It's time for a change. And, you know, I, 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 yeah, I moved for him, but it wasn't the whole reason. And I think that when you do make a decision like that, you can't purely do that based on a relationship. You have to want to make that change. And the reason why I did it is because I needed a change as well as my boyfriend lived here. Definitely. Yeah, that sounds like, yeah, you never want to just move for a partner. That's a disaster. Exactly. And so how long ago did you guys break up? So we broke up probably four weeks ago now, four, maybe five weeks ago. Okay. How do you, how do you feel right now? How do you feel today? Oh, look, I mean, because obviously with our breakup, it was, there was a lot of publicity around it and it was quite um, full on. Everything was blown out of proportion and everything was like, it was really hectic for me and I've only really just had time for the dust to settle yeah. and I'm kind of missing him. I miss him a little bit, but I don't, I don't miss him as, you know, I want to get back of him. I miss him because he was my best friend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. It's hard when you're with someone all the time and then they're just gone. And I actually haven't seen him in person since we broke up. Oh, not at all. And you haven't bumped into him anywhere. Well, he lives out in... Whoop whoop, <laughs> which is one of the one of the reasons our relationship didn't work. Um, ah. because he lives so far away, and for me to go out there like that gives I, I can't do anything out there. No, you're a cosmopolitan lady. You need to be in I South Yarra. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This was one of the main issues. Yeah, right. Well, now that you have broken up, and as much as you miss him and you miss the companionship, are you putting yourself out there for new guys? Oh, you know what? It's the furthest thing from my mind. I think that I'm probably going to have a little bit of a break from 
the relationship side of things. I'm, I'm just going to focus on myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm actually quite busy at the moment. I don't really have time. I literally have only just started to miss Jared. Right, and right. I've been pretty hectic since we broke up. But I think that, yeah, I'm probably not going to be rushing into anything anytime soon. That's for sure. You just want to have some fun. Exactly. I just want to enjoy, like, literally as soon as I broke up with Jared, I started to live again. I felt like I was like, whoa, I've, I've got a new lease on life. Like, oh, yes. what, have, what have I been doing? That's the best feeling. What, what does what does self-care look like to you? Like, if you're feeling a little bit shit about the breakup, what do you do to make yourself feel better? Well, there's so many things that you can do. Obviously, having amazing friends. <laughs> I'm sorry, my um voice is cracking. No. Um, so, like, having amazing friends and a support system around you is really important um one of the things that I do and I always do it but I kind of lost myself while being with Jared is going to the gym really Mm. like focusing on yourself like getting fit um keeping yourself busy but also you know focusing on your career and your fitness and your health and you know making sure you've got beautiful um true friendships surrounding you Yes, yes. Since moving to Melbourne, have you made a new sort of clique of girlfriends or are you still in contact with old ones? Yeah, well, I actually, um, I had a few friends down here, but they were all in relationships and traveling around the world and stuff. So I didn't really have anybody while I was with him. So I was quite isolated. But it's so funny because now that I've broken up with him, I actually feel like I've got all these friends that have just popped out of the woodwork and yes. I'm like, okay, what have I been doing? Like, it's my own, it's my own fault really. Like, I just, I kind of do this thing where when I'm in a relationship, I isolate myself and I, you know, pretty much give up my life for that guy. Yes. And it's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned that when you're in a relationship, you don't have to stop your life for somebody. But the other thing as well is it was was difficult for me because I did make that move and I didn't really have, you know, my support system and my friends around me that, you know, it really made it tough. I love what you say about sometimes isolating yourself with breakups. I think it's so common, especially for women, to sort of give up a lot of their friendships and a lot of other things for a guy. So it's so good to be able to recognize that and say, oh, for the next relationship, you know, I want to be able to keep my own life. Yeah, 100%. I feel like every single relationship I've ever been with, I've always learned something and I really do take it on board. And I feel like when I was with Jared, I we didn't have any issues. The only issue that I had was that I let myself become, you know, completely dependent on him. Right. In a, from a, um, expect, expecting him to be around and like, you know, I didn't really have any friends. So that's the only thing that I did wrong. Everything was perfect, which really disappointed me because... Mm. You know, I could have easily, you know, fixed those things. But also, I I do believe that everything happens for a reason. So, you know, you can't really hold on to it. You can't really focus on it. You can't, you know, let it affect you moving forward. Those preconceived ideas, like the way that you were portrayed on The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, is that truly who you are? Look, I feel like it is, yes. Definitely who I am. I'm a massive joker. I'm pretty dry. Um, But I feel like I can easily... I'm one of those people you either love or hate me. So I'm very polarizing. So yes, that is who I am. Mm -hmm. So I have to accept that. And, you know, it does take a little while to warm up to me and me too. Like I'm not just going to be friends with everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm very picky with who I surround myself with. I I believe that you are the definition of the five closest people that you surround yourself with. So I'm very particular. Mm -hmm. But yes, it definitely was who I am. And, you know, you're not going to see my whole personality, but you got to see some of, you know, You've got to see a lot of me, which is, you know, who I am. 
Do people, you say the dating has changed, but do people slide into your DMs? Oh, you know what? Not enough. (laughs) (laughs) Do it more, guys. Not enough. I feel like I kind of was like, okay, I was expecting a few more people, but I've... (laughs) When it comes to Instagram, I've got 95% women followers. Really? 95%? Yeah. I don't really have any males following me unless they're gay, I think. Oh, my God. Really? Do you think it's because yeah. you, you, you're into, like, lifestyle sort of stuff, or why is that? I feel like a lot of – I get a lot of messages from women saying, you're such an inspiration. I love how you can just be yourself, and you really inspire me to want to be like that. I don't really feel like Instagram is a place to meet people, although I'm not going to knock it back if, you know, there's there's a honey on there like that I like, you know. <laughs> Um, totally. But going back to dating, the re- one of the main reasons that I dated Jared is because he and the, the thing that I loved about Bachelor in Paradise is that these people were on the same level of you as right. you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they're on the same level as you. Like they, they, they kind of get it. And unfortunately, when you are in this industry, you kind of have to find someone who understands. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Jared did understand this, but he totally doesn't. Um, it's a very unique industry and you need to have someone who is just really understanding of like what it is that you're doing and how like it works but because if they don't there's a lot of pressure because they have expectations of what you should be doing and And how you should be going that thing but it's kind of it's very hard because you can't just have a conversation with your friends anything that you say could end up in the media and you know things can be twisted it's just really unfortunate Right. Yeah. I never I never thought of something like Bachelor in Paradise as having that as a positive, like you are all yeah. in it together. Yeah. But that makes yeah. total sense. Would you would you do another dating show? Oh, look, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't think that I physically could put myself in that position. I being on Bachelor in Paradise, I was so vulnerable. It was so hard for me. Not only being there and being vulnerable, having to watch it back. Yeah. That was one of the things that actually was ultimately what ruined Jared's and my relationship is that we were so happy up until the show started and watching it back really affected us on another level that you'll never be able to explain or be able to comprehend. Like it was it was so overwhelming. The emotions were really high and it just took us to a level where there was just no going back. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. So I think that I probably I don't know if I could and if I if I did do one, I would never watch it back. You just wouldn't, oh, really? When I you... couldn't. You can't. You can't, honestly. You're reliving all of these things that have happened, oh. but it's on, it's a hunt, like, it's so, oh, what's the word? Everything is, um, I can't even, I say this word every day. Um, <laughs> everything is, oh, I can't even say it. What's the word? Where, like, everything's exaggerated. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Heightened, like, emotional. Heightened, and, yeah. yeah. Everything's heightened. So, yeah, it's it's really hard to explain. But no, I sort probably, of. Is it sort of like, you know, when you have a dream about your partner doing something really shit to you and then you wake up angry, it'd be like reliving, yeah, like reliving past sort of Except it actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of a difference. (laughs) No, but like I feel like everyone deals with things differently and, you know, Jared and I did deal with things differently and we kind of, he was, you know, out on the farm, he wasn't really watching, he was so busy, whereas I didn't really have a lot going on, so my whole focus was the show and Mm. really affected me so yeah if i was to do a dating show i definitely wouldn't watch it back and i would never do bachelor in paradise again you wouldn't not why? because no because i've already done it babe i don't go backwards you know what i mean <laughs> like, you don't go backwards in life like i feel like if you got to do it again like i don't know you gotta be the bachelorette 
I feel like, okay, so Bachelorette, I probably would do, but then I, yeah, I don't know. Well, we put it out in the universe, Kira. You never know what can happen next. (laughs) But the thing is, my concern is I'm probably going to have a boyfriend by that stage, you know? Good, good, good thinking. Positive forward (laughs) thought. I appreciate that. Kira? if If I don't have a boyfriend, I feel like it would make sense for me to do it. But at the same time, it's all about timing. It's all circumstantial. Just depends. I love that. Very, I mean, both would be positive outcomes. So I really, really like the way you're thinking. Kira, thank you so much for coming on and chatting to me on Radio for a Date. No problem. I can't wait to see what you do next. We live in a world where there are plenty of catfish in the sea and ghosting went from supernatural to natural. We get it. Dating can be rough. So for now, why not take it easy? Tinder. Swipe right. Hello, Kath. Hello. We're very excited to have you here because you are recently in a relationship and you met on Tinder. Yeah, we, yeah, literally met on Tinder and had the most millennial moment of both deleting our Tinder apps and going, all right, don't need these anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. What's he like? Give us the rundown. Um, he's, he's really, really funny. He's outgoing. Um, just like, yeah, just it was one of those things of like you match on Tinder and then you just met exactly what you expected and it was just, yeah, just perfect. Oh, so. serendipitous. Yay. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks, Tinder. Thanks. <laughs> We're going to rewind, though, to a disaster date. Yeah. So yep. pre-happiness time. Yep. Hit, it, hit us with it. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably been on um, been on Tinder for three or four years before yeah, finding someone. So I've got a lot of stories. But um, this one is the moment when I realise that I'm on a date with someone who you can kind of tell the kind of person they normally date. So this one's around knowing that you knowing that I was on a date with someone who normally dates gold diggers. <laughs> so someone who would it's very flashy, very over the top and obviously girls that they date are usually impressed by that kind of thing. Sure. Um but yeah this was a guy who took me to I can't remember what pub we went to, somewhere in North Sydney um, and I'm originally from Melbourne, so one of like the opening questions, obviously, like, oh, you know, did you grow up in Sydney? And he literally went on a five or ten minute rant about how he grew up in the western suburbs. But you know, don't judge me for living in the western suburbs because my family had a massive house growing up. Aww. We had a pool, like it's a really affluent area. And I was like, mate, I literally just asked because I was from Melbourne and just try to make conversation. I grew up in Melbourne. Did you grow up in Sydney? He's like, no, but like the real, like some of the best schools in Sydney are out there. Like people have like a misconception about if I grew up in the Western suburbs, I didn't come from an affluent family. And I was just like, hun, cool, cool, (laughs) Um, nice. And then just kept on being like, oh, you know, order the most expensive thing on the menu, like get the most expensive wine. Just kept saying that. I was like, mate, we're at a pub. Like I'm expecting like a sh- like a schnitty and a savvy blanc. Like yeah. that's like so that's what I signed up for when I came here. Um, but it's just one of those things where you can just tell that normally he would expect a reaction of being like, oh yeah, like you know, you make this much money, or you know, oh. you work here. And I was just like. If you have shit jokes, I really don't care. Like I don't care how much money you yeah, make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old was he? Um, I think it was twenty. Oh, it would have been like twenty-eight or twenty-nine. Right. And yeah. what did he wear himself? So he was wearing a suit. So he rolled in straight from work, obviously thinking oh. like, "I'm in a suit. Like I'm hot shit. This chick's gonna be." Which also made me question if I come off on Tinder as someone who would like that. <laughs> that was the flip side. I was yeah. like, "Hold on. Like let me ju- let me just like momentarily see if this is the the look I'm giving off." Yeah. Um. But yeah, he just like yeah rolled it in a suit, and I, working media, you wearing very like kind of casual, yeah. casual clothes. Um, but yeah, it was just like 
the most hilarious, wanky kind of kind of scenario. Far but, out. Yeah. And how did the date end? How did you wrap it up? Well, he actually thought it went really well. So in his head, he so because we're in North Sydney and I live in I live in Bondi, he was like, oh, um, like I live I live nearby. Like, do you want to do you want to come back? And I was like, oh, I've got boot camp at five a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs> I drove like you know, gotta gotta go. And then he like it was actually quite funny. He like grabbed me to pull me in, obviously thinking that he would get a kiss out of me. And he did this awkward. There was this really awkward like, which is probably the only time I've ever done this in my life where you've had to like move your head away Ooh. so we like pull like grab my bum like pull me in to try and do a kiss and I was like ah, ah get, me out, get, get me out get me out Jesus so if we had to rate this disaster date out of five what would you give it well so I like I actually found it really funny like I actually enjoyed it because I was kind of taking the piss throughout it yeah so I mean I'd say like a three out of five because I was still actually laughing more at him than amazing him, so. so it's entertainment for yeah. free so I actually find like any shit date you can still be like, well, I've learned something from this and that's what I don't want, but this is really funny. So, yeah. Hi, Mel. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm not bad. We've got a bit of interference going because you're currently trekking around Australia in a I van. I am. I am doing that. I am in the Gold Coast right now. Look at you go. Well, when you don't do that for everyone listening, you're usually our senior styles and features editor. So what you do is you write all these crazy stories a lot of the time about dating, don't you? I do. I do a lot of the lifestyle content and dating is part of that. And one of the stories that did the best on site ever was when (laughs) you decided to call up all of your exes and ask them why they split up with you. And I really want to talk about it for this episode because this episode's all about how you get back into the game after a bad breakup. And I think a lot of people have this fantasy where they'd love to reach out to all of their past flames and ask them where it went wrong. And you actually did that. You actually did that. Oh, God, yeah. Like, that was the entire reason I did it was because... I was just going through a really bad breakup at the time and I thought I really want to know, like I just want to know the honest to God truth about why he broke up with me and I couldn't get the guts to ask him because it was really fresh and raw Mm. but I thought I'm going to ask all these other guys because now I don't think about them at all but in hindsight it would be really fun to know and we'd kind of gotten to that point, all of these guys that I contacted where like I felt like they would probably be open enough to tell me. Yeah, right. So what were the responses that you got? Um, well, they were all pretty positive, to be honest. Only one made me minorly upset. I actually cried. It was so funny because oh. um, my friend Alex, who used to work with us, um, was like, when I told her I was doing it, she was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you throwing your own self under the bus like mm. this? Like, opening yourself up to all this pain. And so when I cried, she was like, I'm not even sympathetic. I don't even care. I told <laughs> you totally to do it. <laughs> so what, but, um, what, was, what was the nicest response that you got? I think the nicest response, they were all pretty nice. I think the nicest response would have been Greg, who was this American guy that I dated for a couple of months, um, several years ago. Mm. And basically he like, we kind of like went on a few dates and then we hooked up and then he just kind of vagued out on me real bad. And then like he just disappeared and I was kind of sad about it for a tiny bit and then like got over it. Um, but I, when I asked him, he was like, well, the thing is, is I was new to being in Australia. Um, I just moved here. I'd just gotten my job and you were like the first girl that I'd met. And I kind of felt like we'd slept together and then maybe I had given you the wrong impression that I wanted something serious and I wasn't sure that's what I wanted at that time in my life. And so I didn't really know how to handle it and kind of just like 
disappeared, which mm. obviously is like shit, entirely shit. But it was kind of nice to hear that like his reasonings were his own. It was yeah. nothing to do with me. It was everything to do with him. That is, and that is so nice because w- when someone ghosts you that hard, you do you are left wondering. So it's good to know that it was him. What about what is what's the worst response that you got? Well, this guy, um, I dated him for a, also for a few months um, right after I broke up with my first ex-boyfriend and it was pretty casual as is mm. and basically what happened was he did send me a text when we split that was like, oh, um, I just feel like I don't have time to see you and also my friends and family and focus on my running he was like into running it was so hectic like I was like oh and I tell that story all the time as a funny like oh I got dumped for running like for like you know but his response was probably the most blunt and I think he meant well like I don't think he intended to make me feel like shit but it kind of just made me feel like shit because he was basically like oh look um everything was great Mel like we had a really good time um, I just kind of all the things I said were really true at the time, but also if I were to be really specific, all the conversations felt like they were seventy thirty your way, <laughs> and oh. that you're like kind of dramatic. Okay, <laughs> and I think it was just sensitive because I my sensitive, like my sensitivity in general is that like I am chatty right. and I am a bit of a drama queen. Okay, but. It, yeah, so but it was funny because I was actually dating someone at the time I wrote that story and I was telling him about it and he was like, yeah, but Mel, like, there are things I like about you. Yeah, like, it's obviously yeah. just that, like, that guy was not into girls that were chatty and dramatic, but I think your drama, your dramatic flair is funny <laughs> and your chattiness is great. So yeah. it was like it, it kind of almost put things into perspective for me that, like, when someone dumps you, it feels like you're the problem and everything is wrong with you and you're shit and like what's wrong with me? I want to know what's wrong with me kind of vibes. But all the responses ended up being that they had shit going on in their own lives for the most part. Right, right. So, uh, I mean, it sounds like you have a positive – it sounds like you look back on this exercise quite positively. Would you recommend that other people do it? No, do not do it. Don't do do it. it. Oh, (laughs) my God, no. It was like for me, I think having the – backing of I'm writing a story yeah made it way less hectic and intense I think because I was going in being like hey I'm writing this story for the website so it's literally like I don't give a shit what you think of me right so you got <laughs> that need to sort of for the story yeah whereas I think if you reach out like my biggest advice to people going through breakups is to just like let it fucking be I mean this is coming from someone who literally would never let it be So I'm not saying that in a judgy way. I'm literally saying that as someone who's been through the ringer multiple Mm. times where I did everything wrong and, like, would text them, what did I do? Like, what can I do to fix it? Like, why did you break up with me? Is it because of this? Is it because of this weird reason that I've decided was a thing (laughs) that absolutely was never a thing? You know, and, like, I think, like, my last ex, I just literally went, okay, cool, you don't want to be with me, sweet, and then just ended it, like, he ended it, I like just cut off communication and like it kind of helped me to heal much quicker. Okay. There you go. Well, thank you, Mel, for coming on. You're all good. And, um, yeah, don't try this at home. We live in a world where no one's ever looking for drama. But then again, flirting with disaster is the best kind of flirting. We get it. 
dating can be a sexy contradiction. So why not embrace it? Tinder. Swipe right.